window to secure a livable future on the planet. Hans Otto Portner, co-chair of a UN climate panel report, which says human-caused global warming has now left over 40% of the world's population highly vulnerable. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that the widely used non-contact thermometers are not accurate and have high probabilities for false negative readings. New COVID strands are on the rise and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters most. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Don't wait. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. My sign is a potential customer's first impression, so it needs to be perfect. It's possible at Staples. There are four other bakeries within five blocks of here. My shop needs to stand out. Also possible. With Staples Print and Marketing Services, small businesses can print big with wide format signs and banners. Right now, get $10 off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Create your sign at Staples. The Working and Learning Store ends 326. Visit staples.com signage for details. Play ball or not. CBS's Monica Ricks has that. Today's the day Major League Management set as a deadline to salvage opening day. It's still on the calendar for March 31st. But if both sides can't come up with a deal by the end of the day, MLB has said there won't be enough training time to start the season as scheduled, and it will cancel games. The league has vowed not to reschedule and says players won't get paid. But there are still major disagreements on some big issues, including luxury taxes, bonuses, and base salaries. Monica Ricks, CBS News. And finally, no negotiations involved in this particular labor dispute. An irate Ukrainian sailor, angered by his boss, tried to sink the Russian mogul's $6 million yacht in the Mediterranean after the invasion of Ukraine began. The unnamed 55-year-old mechanic says he scuppered the vessel in Mallorca because he claims his boss sells weapons to Vladimir Putin. He was arrested. He's free and says, I'd do it again. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. What's done more to improve overall health and wellness, modern medicine or personal hygiene? Actually, it's both. But considering that bathing went mainstream in the 1800s and brushing your teeth in the 1900s, isn't it time for something new, like cleaning your nose? After all, your nose is the body's air filter for trapping dirt and germs, the first line of defense against allergens, bacteria, and viruses from getting into your lungs. But how do you clean your nose? with Navage. Navage isn't medicine, it's more like plumbing. Navage uses powered suction to pull saline in one nostril to the very back of the nose where germs can get trapped and multiply. And then out the other nostril, flushing out mucus and microbes so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier. Join over 2 million others and find out for yourself how refreshing and easy to use Navage is. At Navage.com, Walgreens, CBS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Navage. Clean nose, healthy life. Would you look at the time? It's tax time. You already know H&R Block does taxes, but here's what you may not know when you file with H&R Block. Like how you can get expert help in person or virtually. Plus, our tax pros average 10 years of experience. You can even request to work with the same tax pro every year. And your biggest possible refund is always guaranteed. No one offers more ways to help with your taxes than H&R Block. At H&R Block, help is here. 
Roving reporter here. Excuse me, ma'am. I'll give you $14,934,386.83 if you can tell me the best place in town to get pops, chips, candy, sports drinks, and a lot more. Uh, Stop and Cop? That's right. Stop and Cop drive through carry-out is the best place to get party stuff. Munchies, all kinds of pops and sodas. Excuse me. Candies galore, chips, sports drinks. Excuse me. Yes, what is it? What about my money? What money? Something, something million dollars. Can't remember how much, huh? <laughs> Stop and Cop drive through carry-out. 362 Richland Avenue, Athens. Proud supporter of high school sports. Your sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105, the flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at WATHWXTQ Sports. We've all got our daydreams, right? Little things, big things, things you know one day you'll do. Then out of nowhere, cancer. And all your plans... Don't change a bit. I would know. I'm about to jump out of an airplane with my dad. Our first time skydiving solo. And my second year since starting cancer treatment at Ohio Health. All right, Dad. Let's go. You keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... (laughs) Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Have you heard of Project RISE? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project RISE. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project RISE will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. I-N-E-P-T. Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your Inept Tech football team played your arch rival Bungle State this past weekend. And I'm just wondering what kind of game it was. Well, just as uh, soon as I regain my composure, uh, you know, I can uh, report to all the fans that, uh, well, it was a fine ball game. You know, I got to say that all the Oysters did play a fine ball game on offense, and and they went out there and played a real fine ball game on defense, and special teams came up with a real fine effort, and I do want to point out to all the fans that my brother Nat Turf's Bungle State team, they did come through with a real fine ball game. So what all the fans seen who came out to the ball game was a fine ball game. Both teams went into the game with identical records, Coach, and I'm wondering if you came out with your first win of the season. 
Well, that's right. You know, it was uh, a real even ball game. Uh, we was uh, zero and nine, and uh, Brother Nat Turf's team at Bungle State, they was zero and nine. It was a real even matchup. And, of course, uh, even though it, we had the same records going into the ball game, them records didn't mean nothing because every time that we get together and play, you can throw all the records out the window because uh, they don't mean nothing. Coach, would you like to report on the score of this game? Well, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't. Uh, it was another one of them where we we come out on the short end. It was a uh, 16 and 15. Well, it sounds like it was an even game from heartbreaking. Start. It was it was heartbreaking. I, I you know I've been coaching here ever since 1937, and, and I've been thinking back. I can't even remember a loss that was as heartbreaking as this. This was a real heartbreaking loss. And we'll be back to discuss the ball game further and talk about the inept Tech Bungle State series. Heartbreaking. Right after we pause for this message. You know, Scott, it occurs to me that, you know, we do Bengals, we do, um, help me, Ohio University, all the high schools, we do all of the, um, uh, all the sports coverage, right? Yeah. Whoops, I don't have the, your mic on. There we go. Yeah. Try it now. Yeah. No, there's Hello. something wrong here. Number three. Three. Okay. Still Not nothing. Two. Well, we'll have to switch out here. Yeah. I can hear you, but it's not. Yep. There. That, that's making. That's starting me. All right. Let's try this one. Try that. Oh, there you go. Anyway, and try, my, my try number three again. Testing, testing. Hello, Art Turf. No, no. Heartbroken Art Turf. Two nope. is working great. Yes. But the um, now we've lost the point. Well, you talked about all the sports broadcasts we carry. Yeah, and, and I don't hear any promos or our sports guys taking, you know, pride in our coverage of the, um, the Oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Yeah, inept tech. You suppose they're ashamed of it? I can't believe that they would be at all. Why would you be? I think we need a meeting of our sports department. I think so, too. But well, anyway, Coach Turf, a 16-15 to 15 loss. Heartbreaking. It was a heartbreaker. To Bungle State, it sounds like a game that might have gone down to the last play of the game. Well, that's right. It uh, certainly did. Uh, we even had the lead in the ball game. We was ahead 15-13. and 13. We got ourselves five field goals in that ball game from Sammy Sidewinder. Sounds like field that goal might picker. be a new uh, school record. Tied to school record set back in 1952 by Chipshot Chumley, who was in the stands for this ball game because his son, Chipshot Chumley Jr., was the field goal kicker for brother Nat Turf's team over to Bungle State and so I don't know who Chipshot was rooting for but anyways they're on the last play of the ball game old Chipshot Jr. was going to try a field goal 53 yards to try and put his team ahead and dogged if he didn't miss that rascal but uh, seemed like the officials you know I always seem like I blame everything on the officials but them officials call a penalty on us 15 yard penalty and that moved the ball 15 yards closer and I couldn't understand it the ball game should have been over we should have won the ball game 15 and 13 but no they give the give us a 15 yard penalty and I went out on the field hooting and hollering and dogged if they didn't throw another flag give us another 15 yard penalty so that meant he had a 23 yarder and chip shot made that chip shot and we lost 16 and 15. 
And what was Brother Nat doing while all this was going on, Coach? He was on his way to pick up the trophy what goes to the winner of the ball game. <laughs> what is that? That's that bag of bronze marbles, and he was real happy because he knowed, and I knowed, that I'd done lost my marbles again. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Now we're into road track. Ah, good morning, folks. Welcome. Beautiful uh, sunshine out there. 31 degrees. Headed up to 49. 60 tomorrow. 64 on Wednesday. In fact, as you look at the week, um, got a little bit of up and down, but by golly, it kind of looks like spring is here. We got a free for all today. Okay, so I'm looking at the calendar this morning, February 28th, 28th, 28th. Once in a while you have 29th. When did we last have a leap year? It was in 2020. Okay, so we got every 4 years. So not next year, but the year following. 2024, yes. Okay. That's that's what I was getting at. Yep. Well, anyway, it's February 28th today. It um, is the last day of the month. And did you want to hear my sponsor for the Art Turf Show since we got off on to another subject? Well, okay. The Art Turf Show today was proudly sponsored by... Fat Tuesday. Okay, I give. Fat Tuesday. It's all the stuff you gobble up on the day before the first day of Lent. Things that you give up for Lent on oh. Ash Wednesday. So that's kind of. I get it. Every day, isn't it? Fat well, Tuesday's no, tomorrow. Not really, but. Okay. Ash Wednesday is Wednesday. So, so tomorrow you're supposed to um, pig out. Pig out. <laughs> I don't know. And then Wednesday That's you're supposed to, to um, really conserve in what you eat, right? Well, yeah. You know, if you give up something for Lent, yeah, you're not going to be consuming that for the Lent Lenten period. I had a neighbor that told Wednesday. me they were going to give up smiling for Lent. Good heavens. So, that's, um, I mean, is that possible? I mean, can, do you have a choice of what it is you give up for Lent? Yeah. What would you give up? I'm giving up politics. I'm giving up pennies. Not the store. The coins. The coins? I like pennies. 
I use them frequently. Really? Yeah. How? Restaurants. For instance, if you go through uh, McDonald's, I'll say McDonald's. They're one of our sponsors. Of course. When I get a Coke, if I just if I get thirsty and I want a, a Coke, I go in there. Or I've, I've been getting Dr. Pepper recently. But if you go in there and get a drink, it's a buck for the pop, soda, whatever you want to call it. But with tax, it's 107 So I try to keep a nickel and two pennies handy. It's easier for the person at the window as well. Well, now, this this gets serious for a minute. Oh, I was serious well, right I, there. I know there, but, but bear with me. Okay. Isn't there a shortage on coins now? Well, that... Haven't I heard that many businesses are are having trouble making change? Really? I haven't experienced that where I go. I mean, that was like one of those phases that people were going through. You know, you saw signs at drive throughs if you have yeah. dollar, $1 bills or if you have change, please help us so we can save hours type of thing. Well, that's what I'm getting about. But I, I, mean, I haven't seen would... one of those signs for a long time. Okay. So I, I don't know. But where are they going? Anybody I mean, out there know the answer? Let us know. But um, it seems to me just recently there's been a, what I've gathered was a shortage of coins. Oh, well. Uh, could be. Our number, of course, 592-6646. That's that it. Right? Yep. 6646. Let us know what you might be giving up for Lent as well, too, if you care to. All right. Well, today is National Public Sleeping Day. Public speak sleeping. I'm having trouble saying that because my dad was a public speaker. This is a public sleeping situation. What does that mean to you? It means that you get you on a bus and take a nap. Yeah, anywhere in public. That's that's this day today, so it could be, <clears throat> you know, park. Okay. Um, we don't have these subways, trains, um, anywhere public. Okay, you know, so there you do a little power nap, a blanket somewhere. Um, could this be at my desk? Well, they go on to say it might not be a good idea to take that nap at your desk during work hours okay anyway let's go on national tooth fairy day national chocolate souffle day mm. national floral design day and lastly this one doesn't sound so good rare disease day rare disease each day on the last day in february it brings awareness and education about rare diseases and the suffering caused by them. It's defined differently in different parts of the world, obviously. In Europe, a rare disease is one that affects 1 in 2,000 people. And in the United States, the standard is 1 in 200,000 people. 200,000 people. Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, either way, it seems like that should be something that should be done regularly anyway. Yeah, each day. Rather than just a particular day each year. 
All right. Well, you know, yesterday was Sunday. We weren't here, so we'll do yesterday's as well. National Retro Day. Okay, now here's a term that when I looked at this this morning, I go, I don't know what that is. Anosmia? Anosmia Awareness Day. A-N-O-S-M-I-A. So we got to figure this out. Anosmia Day. Oh, let's see. Is a day to spread awareness about anosmia, the loss of the sense of smell. Oh. Oh, okay. A lot of people are experiencing that with COVID. To some degree, yeah. Yeah. Well, loss of smell. Okay. Uh, Going on, yesterday was National Strawberry Day, National Polar Bear Day, and National Kahlua Day. So now we've made that all official. Um, Looking at uh, points in history for this day of February 28th. Helsingberg, the Battle of Helsingberg. This was in the year 1710 on this date. 14,000 Danish invaders are decisively defeated by an equally-sized Swedish force under Magnus Stenbuck. The Battle of Helsingberg. Helsingberg. In 1854, on this date, the Republican Party formally organized. It did so in Wisconsin. That's interesting. So let's see, our nation 17 what? 76. Yeah. So the first... uh, The first uh, three quarters of a century, the Republican Party didn't even exist. (laughs) All right. 1915, World War One. after the French tried to drive the German forces back into the Champagne region, they gained a few hundred yards at the cost of 50,000 casualties. 1947, the February 28th massacre. Anti-government uprising in Taiwan is violently put down by Chiang Kai-shek. And um, his, uh, let's see, I don't know this word. Pu Kuomintang-led Republic of China government with a loss of between 18,000 and 28,000 lives. And it marks the beginning of white terror. 1953, Francis Crick and James Watson deliver the chemical structure of the DNA molecule, which is that double helix polymer, right? When you watch the, um, oh, what is that show with the brainy guys on it? It's a comedy. Oh, shucks. There, you got me. Anyway. They had that double helix uh, sculpture in their living room. 
Shelton. You know who I mean yet? Um, no. Okay. Are they adult guys? Yeah, yeah. Shelton? Yeah. And there's a young Shelton show on, too. That's which, what I was thinking of. Well, this is, uh, that came along afterwards, showing him as a kid. We probably have a caller going to tell us all of this stuff here in a minute. Uh, good morning. You're talking about the Big Bang Theory. Yes, sir. That's right. Big Bang Theory. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> that was a big help. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they have that double helix uh, DNA sculpture um, in their living room of their apartment there. I've often thought that'd be a fun sculpture to get, too. I don't know why. You see, and then uh, the last thing we have to mention is that in 1991, the Gulf War ends on this date after Iraq accepts a ceasefire following their retreat from Kuwait. Okay, why is it we get so many um, gangsters in the famous birthdays? Maybe because they were popular okay. during... The day. Well, we've got one here, which I'm sure was a gangster, Bugsy Siegel. Yo, Bugsy. And he lived from 1906 to 1947. Anything on him that you want to bring out or not? Bugsy. He was a driving force behind the development of the Las Vegas Strip. Okay. Now, there's another picture here. This guy's real smiley. Looks like he's got a great personality, but he has a rope around his neck. As well as a bow tie, or not a bow tie, but a, um, a tie. Linus Pauling. His years, 1901, born on this date, to 1994. But the rope around his neck, I don't understand that. Linus Carl Pauling was an American chemist, biochemist, chemical engineer, peace activist, author, and educator. He published more than 1,200 papers and books, of which about 850 dealt with scientific topics. Uh, Joe Malone, born in 1890, died in 1969. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know this name. Joe Malone. J-O-E or J-O? J-O-E. M-A-L-O-N-E? Yes. 1890, his birth, on this date. Hmm. Maybe this information doesn't know anything about him either. <laughs> well, the oh, last here one. he is. Okay. Maurice Joseph Phantom Joe Malone was a Canadian professional ice hockey center. Oh. He played in the National Hockey Association and... NHL for the Quebec Bulldogs, Montreal Canadiens, and Hamilton Tigers from 1910 to 1924. Years ago, my son Nick ran a, a beautiful park. Uh, it was called Lake Texoma. So it was kind of on the border of Texas and Oklahoma, right? And living right next door was Mario Andretti. He had a beautiful... Uh, home and, and property there. Mario Andretti celebrating his 82nd birthday today. 
Okay, some famous deaths to mention. Well, here's one that's particularly... He even had a part of our station here years ago. When I first got here, I brought him on. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey, born in 1918, died in 2009. Paul Harvey was an American radio broadcaster for ABC News Radio. He broadcast news and comment on mornings and middays on weekdays and at noon on Saturdays and also his famous The Rest of the Story segments from 1951 to 2008. His programs reached as many as 24 million people per week. And there you have the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. Very distinctive way. He lived a long life. Um, let's see here. I guess we'll hit a few stats. And by that I mean COVID. Once again, I'm pleased to say it appears that things are getting better. They appear so in Athens. They appear so in the state. They appear so in the country. And lastly, I would say the world as well. Are we done with it? No. But again, the statistics are showing decreases in, in cases, significant increases in recoveries, um, just generally good news. Let's talk about Athens first. We presently have had a total of 14,285 cases. That's since it first began. That's 21.8%, almost 9%. There were 14 new cases yesterday. The day before that, 8. The day before that, 18. The day before that, 17. So, I mean, we're really... We're improving, folks, significantly. In the hospital in Athens County, we have 332 people. It has been that way for a solid week. That doesn't mean it's the same 332. It just means the number's been static. Recovered. 95.4% of those that have gotten it have recovered in Athens. The current uh, number of recovered, 13,624. Vaccinations in Athens County, 53.14%. So 34,717 people have received their vaccinations. Deaths. This number has been steady for almost a week now. 124. There have been no new deaths in the last few days. And that also represents less than 1% of our population. Okay, state of Ohio, 
the first case in the state was on March 1st of the year 2020. Yesterday, we had 1,211 new cases. Um, so the cases since this whole thing began, 2,653,211 cases. When you blend that against our total population, 22.7% have had or are dealing with COVID presently. But most of them um, have recovered. We'll get to that number in a moment. Well, here, this kind of works. 74,571 are currently active. We presently have, out of that 74,500, 13,214 that are in an ICU unit, ICU unit, boy, that's hard to say, at least for me this morning. Um, all right. Recovered, 97.14, so over 97% have recovered just fine. Vaccinations statewide, we're now at 61.8%. Remember, Athens was 53.14. But the state of Ohio, 61.8. The nation, 76.17. Nations them far better than our state or certainly Athens. Um, bu- 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 deaths. Statewide, we've had 36,580 deaths. There were 80 new ones yesterday. I think those details are enough for today. The point is, if Athens was like the rest of the state, we would have by now had 544 more cases than we've had. So, people, please be caution, cautious. I think we will be hearing some changes about the death, the, the death, what was I saying? Uh, mask, there we go, mask mandates. Um, but do what you're most comfortable doing. If, if, if they say you are no longer required to wear a mask, but you still feel more comfortable doing so, do it. Nothing wrong with it. But things are improving. All right, what about the the world? I'm not talking about COVID now. I'm talking about just what's going on. I hope you folks are aware 
Uh, that this is I shouldn't have even started this like this. But I'll finish my sentence. The Ukraine. Russia. We got kind of a mess going on over there. Russia's invasion of Ukraine continued over the weekend with Ukrainian forces repelling Russian groups from the capital of Kiev. Or is it Kiev? Kiev. I thought so. But seeing it in writing here, I made me, made me question it, the way it's spelled. Another city was the second largest city over there in, let's see, Kharkiv. K-H-A-R-K-I-V. That um, that action was yesterday. And reports suggest Ukrainian resistance was greater than anticipated by Russian officials. Good job. As of this morning, Ukrainian, I'm sorry, Ukraine and Russian delegations are set to hold talks at the Belarusian border. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky declined evacuation offers from the West, rallying troops by joining forces on the ground with Kiev. Zelensky, a former actor and comedian elected in 2019, issued video updates rebuffing rumors he had fled. Separately, the U.S. approved 350 million bucks in emergency funding for the country, along with military hardware, including anti-tank Javelin missiles. Germany reportedly intends to send 1,500 anti-tank and anti-aircraft missiles also, and in a majority shift, Germany said it would raise defense spending to 2% of gross domestic product going forward. Good job, Germany. Western allies agreed yesterday to cut off a number of Russian banks from an international financial transition system known as SWIFT. Russia replies on the platform for, among other things, managing, all, uh, it, managing its oil and gas exports. That's a pretty important business for them. Russian President Vladimir Putin responded to the sanctions by putting the country's nuclear deterrent forces on alert. The move is somewhat symbolic. Among global anti-war protests, more than 100,000 demonstrators marched in Berlin yesterday protesting the invasion. 
Well, the rolling seven-day average of new COVID cases in the U.S. has fallen to 68,000 per day. I hope you know I've changed the subject here. The lowest since late July. The figure is down more than 90% from the mid-January peak fueled by the Omicron variant. And hospitalizations have dropped by 70% over the same period of time. In related news, officials said a subvariant of the Omicron strain, this is called BA2, is more transmissible than the original variant, but is unlikely to result in another wave of infections. We're talking about a variety of different topics now. Baseball. They got a blooming deadline. Major League Baseball. Well, I just don't really understand this. Scott, can you help me? Well, <clears throat> the the Players Union and MLB obviously are trying to get a collective bargaining agreement sorted out. And from what I understand, the two sides are very far apart, which means um, spring games have been canceled and the regular season is going to be delayed. If uh, nothing short of a miracle happens today, today is the deadline for the agreement to be resolved. But from the sounds of it, it's not going to be, and it's so opening day is supposed to be March thirty first, right? Yeah, it's not going to happen now, unless, like I said, something short of a miracle happens today. But they they're supposed to have a four week training period. Yeah. Yep. Couldn't they shorten that to three weeks? They could, but that is probably going to be one of the sticking points from the union side, the players' union, that they don't want to do it that short because they don't want to risk injuries. They need that time to get in playing shape. You know, is what they will, I'm sure they will say that. Okay, so, so that, let's go a different direction. We all hear about how these pro ball players make pretty good money really good so why what's the negotiating thing well it's always money um they are are, is this largely designed for the average player rather than the well-known player that too and they i've noticed too they want something in there of a increased pool of money for pre-arbitration when a player has a contract that expires, then they want the pool of money uh, increased in that from the owners, from MLB, to be able to draw on if a player doesn't sign a contract. Uh, if they go to arbitration and the let's say the Pittsburgh Pirates offer $5 million to a player, but the player and his agent want $8 million. Okay, there, there's a $3 million difference right there. 
So they have to come to that, and there needs to be the players' union is saying they want more money in that pool. Now that's that's the major one, from what I understand. Well, five million is a lot. Yeah, I'm eight just, million is a lot more. Yeah, I'm just throwing out numbers okay. there, but arbitrarily. But, okay, so so what if they start a week later than normal? Well, that's what I've said, too, and there's a couple other things I don't like about baseball that could be changed, but Name of it, thing it makes too. too much sense to me. Well, for instance, the the one-game playoffs at the end of the season, when it, a couple teams are tied to get to the playoffs, um, I don't know why they don't do the best out of three like they do on a weekend series or a midweek series. I think they should do the best out of three instead of one game. Um, I don't like pitchers doing the tap when they go into a stretch. They they used to not be able to do that at all. I don't know what we're talking okay, about. Okay, when they go into a stretch, uh, if there's a runner on base and they have to hold the ball there for at least you know uh, one second usually is what it is. But before they do that, these pitchers will tap their front foot, what's called their plant foot. Some of them tap it like five, six, seven, eight times before they come to a complete stop before they throw the pitch. I think that should be done away with. Is that like... um... Make them one tap is the limit. It's showmanship. These guys say, well, it's a normal part of their delivery. Oh, could, is it? Uh, could it also be a signal like, um, I'm going to throw to first? Mm, typically not, because okay. they do it all the time. Okay. They do that. Uh, you know, some guys do it, and they, they have this 20-second limit in between pitches, which they're trying to do this to speed up the games, and they continue to let these pitchers tap, 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 tap before they come to a complete stop to throw the pitch. And by then, you've got 30 to 40 seconds in between pitches. Players, well, I'm going to have to pay more attention. Pitchers licking their tongues before a pitch. I mean, I mean, blatantly putting moisture on their fingers. Now they're saying because pitchers throw so hard, they're allowing it because it gives a pitcher better control of the baseball. Okay, I was a pitcher, right? Now... Also played in the outfield. Now, I know as a pitcher, when you put moisture on your fingers, you can really do some wonderful things with a pitch from a pitcher's standpoint. But some of these guys, they'll stick their fingers in their mouth two and three times. They're they're chewing bubble gum. They're chewing tobacco, whatever. Be, that stuff's sticky. And you can really throw a nice curveball with a sticky grip like that but they're saying they're allowing it for pitchers to have better control so batters don't get hit with 100 mile per hour fastballs and be injured excuse me so those are those are the things that i i would like to see changed well so you know i don't recall the copperheads having all those kind of problems well they don't because they allow it you know, they just 
you you don't notice that unless you watch the game. Well, like I well I played too, so I know a lot of the ins and outs about what goes on. But I'm the pitching thing with tapping the foot. I'm like, come on, dude. You know, do you really need to do a song and dance out there before you throw a pitch that's going to get hit 500 feet out of the stadium? So anyway. Basically, what's happening is the owners on this lockout are, are trying to prevent the players from having the leverage, you know, that they have too. But the collective bargaining agreement, you know, is necessary uh, to protect the players too. So, you know, and a lot of it is money-driven. Okay. So they're, they're saying the, the well, players are saying they're shrinking – share of league revenues not to change topics but the big story right now certainly is that delegations from the ukraine and russia are going to be meeting for talks and uh, we'll just see what comes out of all of that and we can hope for the best we have a caller i think good morning good morning i like the direction of your radio program this morning hitting the news and all this other stuff and Moving the baseball thing. Mm-hmm. And people in Athens, if they won't be able to see the professional baseball players, they'll be able to see the Copperheads. It's back this year. It's supposed to be back. And I, you know, I'm not involved in it as I once was. Um, but um, 17 years was long enough. But um, I, last I heard, they're going to try to have a season. And you were often involved with, back to, you've directed or whatever, high school follies right here at the Athens High School. Oh, don't get me started. Well, I figured. I I have learned about all of this over the, the last there's a week. Ex- excellent article in last this Wednesday's Athens News. It gave all sides of the story, and I I'm believing that what the principle is saying is correct that people that are in poverty, people that are have disabilities, people that have other problems, were often the target of some of these skits that were out to school, and I believe it should be done away with. But I wanted to get Scott's opinion. He went to Athens High School. What? Scott's he, opinion? Okay. Huh? Go ahead. Did Scott go to the high school here in Athens? Yeah, I did. Did you... T- participate in the Follies? I did not because baseball season was in yeah. full swing then, you, so I really didn't have time to. Did you go see them? Oh, yeah. Did you think there was anything offensive in it? Not back then. I mean, people were less sensitive back then than they are now. Yeah, I was thinking that it's changed over time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you got to be careful anything you say Let me or tell present you, I directed, anymore. as you know, I think you, you know. You were the director. <clears throat> I directed the show on four years, four occasions. Can you can you praise it to whoever's you're talking to at high school, saying, "Boy, the follies were great because that time of the year, the seniors all got together and they finally got to know each other." And it was amazing that what I observed was amazing. Now, did I have to? Um, Clamp down on some bad skits. Of, of course I did. 
And I said, we must not do anything to hurt, harm, or destroy another person of, of your class or of the school. Well, maybe and they, they would try, and then, you know, I actually had the rights to turn the lights off on a, any act that started to misperform. But what I'm getting at is I think the good that came out of Follies outweighed the potential bad. Well, can't there be an alternative introduced, like a talent show or a... Well, it was, that was a talent show. It was, no doubt about it. Was it the lower class giving it for the senior class, or was it also basically the senior class doing the work? Oh, it's all seniors. Oh, it's all seniors? But what I'm, you know, what they're just talking about is, let's say someone comes from a, a rural background and someone else lives in the city, you know, is, can, can they make fun of someone's rural background? No. Um, that is not allowed. Can they try to get past it in a performance? No. Will they try? There have been efforts. More before my time and evidently since my time. But rather, the thing that's really cool is that, you know, you have all these different segments of a society. And they each sort of travel amongst themselves. Did this basically only happen once it became a joint high school of all the districts? I, I, I don't know. But let me finish my point. Here you have a show that everybody's coming together to do. And suddenly they, they realize that this guy or gal that they used to think was entirely different than them, themselves. Well, they shouldn't have been thinking that way. That's correct. They shouldn't have. But listen. Suddenly they have a whole different opinion of them. It's a positive thing. And I had so many students say to me, I wish I had gotten to know that person long ago. Maybe that helps class reunions. They say, hey, I want to go back and see that guy. I like him after all. Absolutely. So, you know, yes, it can get out of control. It takes the leader of whoever's doing it. I was senior class advisor for th three and a half years. Sergio, um, our doctor, right? Yeah. Uh, he was a class president one of those years. Um, oh, shucks. Why can't I think of Sergio's last name? Uloa. Uloa, yes. Thank you. Um, and there were others. Class officers. I expressed to them, listen, this has to be an up thing that we're proud of, the school's proud of, that shows talent, that shows creativity. We, Our job is not here to poke at each other, rather to support each other and to get to know each other in a way we wish we could have years ago. And so I, I think it's a real shame if it if it's done away with. Well, if you ever have the superintendent or the principal on, you might well touch on this then. But, you know, I, they, they've been saying it's, 
I don't know who's been heading it up in the recent years, but they're saying it, the the kids in a performance will do something other than what they practiced. And somehow or other, you have to come to grips with that. And they're saying it's hurting certain students. And well, of course. Stop that. But uh, it made an interesting article. You know, I know that... My uh, wife read it to me as we were driving somewhere. Yeah, it was it was a good article. And I was disappointed that they couldn't figure it out. And I thought it was interesting that Goldsberry grandson remembers his parents talk about it and his grandparents talking about it. Yeah. Uh, Fifty years ago, it was great and this and that. Well, Athens High School used to just be a separate school for a while, too, so during that time, they didn't have all the joint schools involved, so I probably didn't address that kind of thing. Listen, being being a class advisor, senior class advisor, as I was, four years, uh, there's all sorts of things to do during the year. It just isn't follies. Right. And if you can work on all of these things at all times, and then follies becomes, um, has some basic rules to it where you can still have fun. And we're out of time, by the way. And some of the teachers don't even want to do it anymore. We're done. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM. is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker at the Foreign Desk in London. Russia meets more blowback over this. The U.S. has slapped new sanctions on Moscow, effectively freezing Russian assets in the U.S. or managed by Americans abroad. Washington also shuttering its embassy in Russian ally Belarus. The U.S. embassy in Minsk, Belarus, has now suspended operations and a voluntary departure of some personnel and family members has been authorized. This follows advice from the U.S. embassy in Moscow that Americans leave Russia immediately while commercial flights are still an option. CBS's Cammy McCormick, even normally neutral. Switzerland and Sweden are acting over Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. And the U.N. is convening a rare meeting of all its members this hour. We need to take extraordinary actions to meet this threat to our international system and do everything we can to help Ukraine and its people. U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield. The Russians meeting stiff resistance from Ukraine's military and its citizen soldiers. The world is on our side and, uh, you know, we were attacked. It's not our aggression, so I believe uh, we did nothing wrong and we only defend ourselves. This is Steve Futterman near the Polish-Ukraine border. For many people, it's yet another day of trying to leave Ukraine and enter Poland. And as the fighting intensifies in some big cities, the desires to get out increases. This woman, one of the lucky ones. It was difficult, she says. Small kids, babies, everybody.